Hey guys, Welcome what's up? This is Andy Priscilla here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project. MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. Got everything you need to know about getting shit done. We can do it together. CBD product for yourself or your pet. You can make an order, and we're going to do, I think, a special giveaway in the month of July for that. So stay tuned. I think it's going to have something to do with if someone's able to do a give proof of a receipt and send it to me. There might be a cash reward for those who enter on that. So I am your host. Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line. He loves to break down motocross. He loves to preview motocross for us, and that's exactly what we do on this episode, episode 699 with 700 looming in the not-so-distant future. Matt Weller, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me on again. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, since we last chatted, uh, Colorado is in the books. Um, some And as predicted, I, I said that Dean Ferris was going to have a little bit better showing. Uh, despite uh, maybe a little bit uh, fitness getting the better of him, I think I, I, my, my prediction on that was, uh, was fairly on. But uh, I think people are liking these uh, prediction shows, so I think we're going to continue doing them. Let's do it. I'm game. Absolutely, my friend. So, uh, rolling into High Point, it's our first official East Coast National. Uh, there will be uh, some guys coming out of the woodwork who uh, make up the, the back portion of the field. You won't get too many guys that uh, are, are coming out and, and absolutely having a banner day uh, as far as uh, the results go. But um, as far as who do you think out of the 250 class uh, gets the biggest uptick in, as far as results go uh, heading to the East? Like, if you look at the sheet or look at the current point standings, uh, who, who would you say is uh, probably best served uh, going East? I was looking over last year's results, looking over last weekend's results, and I was trying to find a surprise pick. And I've got Cameron McAdoo scribbled down here. But the more I think on it, Looking at the past weekend's results, I I want to say that uh, this could be a weekend for um, Hunter Lawrence. Different uh, different type of soil, um, you know, get out of that California grind and get some ruts. I, I think uh, I think it could be a weekend for him. Very well could be. I think uh, there's a lot of factors that come in here into play here, especially with the fact that you have a, a two-week break rolling into it, guys acclimating themselves. A lot of guys have switched the, basically their uh, where they call home base uh, for the re- remainder of the summer. So uh, some time uh, riding out uh, out east. We know uh, Adam Cincerolo is out in, in Florida. Much are a lot of those other guys. Uh, the star racing guys, however, are still back. Um, in uh, on the east coast or on the west coast, they're they're based out of California and they stay there. I think that actually does hurt them a little bit, especially with time change and the fact that uh, when first motos go off at one o'clock, that is uh, ten a.m. Uh, their time, and uh, I think the time change definitely does uh, screw with them a little bit, especially with the longer flights and the longer travel days. Um, but uh, yeah, in the two fifty class, it's basically been the uh, the Adam Cincerillo show. Um, I think if not for a red flag in moto one i think he hunts down uh justin cooper maybe you disagree but um both adam and justin cooper have uh sort of separated themselves do you think that that's going to continue and uh is there anybody that is kind of jumping off the page that can sort of join that uh two pack up front and make it three no i think you're going to continue to see those guys out front for the remainder of the season barring any sort of injuries um 
I think you're absolutely correct. If it wouldn't been for that red flag, um, I think AC might have been able to track him down. Um, AC has clearly shown that he's the fastest guy right now. Now, you know, he still makes some of those silly mistakes from time to time. And, you know, things get him, but uh, he's he's looking good. He's looking strong. And um, I, I think if he can stay healthy, he's going to continue this role he's got going. I think so. I think and uh, East Coast. I think Adams almost more of an East Coast guy than he is a West Coast guy. Of course, uh, being based in uh, in Florida, where he, where he was born and raised, I think he's he's even more uh, potent uh, in the next round when we will and we will talk about WW Ranch uh, next week. But um, yeah, like rutted tracks. Uh, I think that's right up at Adams Alley. Even though he does have the longer legs, he can get caught up in stuff like that, and I don't think that bugs him whatever whatsoever. Um, so I, I think this like if anybody uh, is really uh, favored. Th- Going east, it's actually those top two guys. Both Justin Cooper, he was on the podium last year uh, at this at this race. He's shown speed there, and uh, Adam Cianciarello is your current points leader and has uh, half the moto wins, so he'll definitely be good as well. Uh, we didn't get to see uh, Dylan Ferranis race here last year. He was still coming back from the broken arm, uh, sitting third in points. I expect him if he can get good starts. Uh, should be up where he needs to be to uh, to to make it a three horse race. Uh, if if the the bad starts continue, I it's you're gonna see more of the same, more of him coming back from the the mid pack or just outside the top ten to try and uh, work through these guys who are all giving a lot of resistance. Like Michael Moseman, he wants to get back inside the top five. Colt Nichols, he wants to prove that he's for real. And Chase Sexton is coming off of a Supercross title and hasn't been third in a moto yet. Uh, so, you know, that's got to be eaten at him. And, he, and you know that he's been spending some time down in Florida. Um, I think that there's some there's some guys in the 250 class that really have something to prove. And uh, because of that, I think that, uh, I think, and this is, I'm starting to sound like a bit of a broken record. The start is, is really, really important in this class. And so far, Justin Cooper's been getting it. The only problem is usually that uh, he's got a green bike on his ass when he does. Exactly, exactly. Um even if AC doesn't get the start, he's able to charge in those first few laps and take a lead away or, you know, hunt down whoever's in the lead and stalk him until they make a mistake. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. But I would look for a, a two-rider battle between AC and Cooper. Fair enough. So uh, Thomas Covington out uh, with uh, Epstein-Barr uh, disease. Unfortunately, he won't continue with the series uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, and with that, uh, I think that, that opens up. Well, honestly, he's, he's 22nd in points, but uh, definitely uh, allows some people to move forward a little bit in, in, in some of the motos. I think he would have been more of a threat on the East Coast. That won't be the case. Um, other guys of note that I think are uh, are looking to to possibly move a little bit further forward and, and, and start to challenge guys like uh, RJ Hampshire, guys like um, Hunter Lawrence are uh, like on my short list. Ty Masterpool is only going to get better throughout the season. Obviously, he's a young guy, doesn't have uh, he's 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 fit, and those kids can ride forever. But it's another thing to go fast forever. So uh, I think he's he's going to acquire more fitness throughout the year, and he'll actually start to get better through towards the the end of the season. Um, and I think Christian Craig uh, has still a little bit left to uh, to offer as far as uh, his. Uh, results go, and I think you can see him uh, start to challenge guys like Alex Martin and uh, and Garrett Marchbanks to try and get inside that top ten uh, uh, consistently. Uh, but of, but of course that uh, 
his challenge will not be not met with um, quite a bit of resistance. And guys like Garrett Marchbanks, like they they want to be up there. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about uh, guys inside the the top fifteen that are all on uh, factory motorcycles, and um, yeah, none of them are happy about it being all that 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 far back. So um, high point. A track where we, we've definitely seen some uh, some rain in the past. I, I think this year the, um, the the weather looks to be uh, about as good as it can get as far as uh, conditions wise. Like mid seventies, maybe low eighties, and uh, and no not a whole lot of chance of rain. So uh, should be clear sailing. And uh, yeah, I think two two fifty class is going to be interesting. I think you're absolutely correct. Um, I've been watching the pictures online that Davey Coombs has been posting. Track looked amazing. Um, always a always a good race to watch. So I'm I'm expecting this to be one of the better races that we've seen so far this year, as far as temperature, um, just all around weather and track conditions. I agree. So um, 450 class uh, is is a whole new kettle of fish. We have had two different lead changes in three races. Ken Roxon rolls in with a meager two-point lead over Eli Tomac, and uh, the two of them have a 25-point lead, basically, on uh, on everybody. Um, they're separating themselves. Uh, both of them are getting decent starts. Eli, uh, maybe not as far forward as he should be in those early laps, but uh, the 30, like, when you really start to realize how long 35 plus 2 is when uh, Eli Tomac sitting in 7th place 15 minutes into the moto and and he's still able to charge forward and uh, and and find those leaders like it just seems like those laps keep going on and on and on and with that Eli's able to get himself into a good position um and uh, I expect him to continue moving towards the front and continue to put a, a sizable gap between um himself I, I think Ken Roxon continues to be somewhere near uh, the the top step of the podium, um, but for the foreseeable future, I seriously think those two guys are just going to continue to distance themselves from the rest of the pack because there just hasn't been a ton of consistency in throughout the the, the next five guys. Like uh, Zach Osborne can get a seventh, he can also get a third. Same thing with Art Marvin Muskan, who has been good at uh, high point in the past. Who do you like going into this weekend? Well, I, I scribbled down my top three. I, I'm i looking at probably Eli Tomac getting the overall. I've got Ken Roxon and Muskan on the podium with a question mark next to Muskan. Um, there's six guys in the top ten that could all, you know, finish on the podium. So just because of Moonscan's history at this track, that's kind of why I put him on the podium. But then I got a big question mark next to Justin Barsha. How's his health doing? Is his, was it his back that he injured at, uh, high, at uh, Thunder Valley, or what's going on with him? Because I think if he comes in healthy, Barsha. Oh, no, yeah, I think he's, I think he's hurting. And I think the, the wrist is still going to be bugging him. Yeah, so I figure if he comes in healthy, he's a podium threat, but... So yeah, if he's if he's banged up, then I'm going. It's going to be Eli, Kenny, and Marvin, in some oh, sort I, of order. Yeah, no, those that is your your heavy three. I think uh, Zach Osborne uh, is a guy who definitely excels in some rutted tracks. I think he's probably licking his uh, chops, looking at WW Ranch coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, and, yep. and wants to put his best foot forward. Uh, and I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, being a part of that Baker's Factory crew and um, 
Like, like, and he's currently first in points out of that out of that four guys. Um, but uh, I, I think he's he's, just, he's a lot to prove within that group, and I think he's he's uh, really uh, excited to do that. I think his his first podium this last weekend. Um, it was a, a step in the right direction, obviously, or I guess two weekends ago. I expect more of the same. I think Zach Osborne probably maybe a little bit stronger than Marvin right now, uh, as far as both speed and uh, and fitness wise. Just like Marvin, like he must be over that knee thing that he was dealing with. But some, maybe sometimes those things come to, back to nag you, especially when you get more rutted tracks on the East Coast. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, very quietly, Jason Anderson is, is sitting in fifth uh, in points right now. Uh, like. He hasn't been really high. He hasn't been really low. So I think I guess that's why you find him in the fifth place spot. And uh, I guess like on the tail end of the guys who are really making some noise in this class so far is Cooper Webb. He's coming off of a Supercross championship. Uh, I guess we give him a free pass on that one. I'm not too sure why because there's a lot of times where uh, uh, guys like uh, RC were expected to go win championships the the week after uh, winning an outdoor or winning a Supercross championship. But uh, maybe times have changed in that. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think Ricky was the most uh, headstrong rider of our generation. So um, he definitely had the the mental capacity to be able to just put his put his mind to it and do it. So I think that's the difference between Carmichael and Cooper. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's that that might be also a generational thing. Like, uh, although like, you know, they're not like not call all those guys like your typical millennial out there, but I I, th- I just think that uh, maybe uh, RC and a couple of other guys like uh, were just like motocross was so important and so stressed through their careers and up, leading up to their career, not the the same way that Supercross is sort of glorified now. I feel like um, like. To, to fans, the outdoor championship, I think, for the most part, is still the more prestigious championship. But uh, I think the focus, as far as uh, like the riders go right now, I think uh, their, their focus has, is, is Supercross first. And um, uh, what you're seeing right now with Cooper Webb in sixth place is just a, a summer of maybe a big exhale and uh, maybe regroup to come out and, uh, and, and have a, a 2020 to remember. But, uh, yeah, like, but I think gone are the days of guys who uh, finish up that Supercross career or f- f- finish up that Supercross race uh, or f- f- Supercross season and, uh, and go straight ahead to, uh, to taking down outdoor titles. Or maybe that's the fact that uh, over the last three years, Eli Tomac probably should have been um, maybe a, a, at least a two-time, if not a three-time champion in the super in the 450 class. And um, uh, and that's why we haven't been seeing uh, Supercross guys uh, go ahead and, uh, and win championships outdoors because Eli's just that much of a badass. Yeah, um, just bad luck on his part. You know, silly mistakes. I think he would have been a a three-time Supercross champion and, you know, potentially coming into this as a three-time outdoor champion. So, yeah. you know, if he could win six championships in three years, I mean, that would just about put him up there with some of the greats. Seriously, would. And uh, and there's, that's, that's something that uh, not, a lot of, not a lot of other guys have done. I think RC did it once, won the 03, 05 time. No, I don't think he ever did. 01... 02 Supercross Championships didn't win in O didn't win the 03 outdoor title or Supercross title. No way he did. What year you miss? 04? Yeah, 04. So we went 01, 02, 03, but then and then 
won all three outdoor titles. So yeah, that's the last time that's that's happened for sure. Yes, yeah, probably. And that's probably that, we call that guy the greatest of all time. Maybe that's like that. That's probably why he did that. <laughs> Complete side note. Like I, I like as much as like people like to argue like who is the greatest of all time, this that and the other thing. Like here's here's a stat that to me is just like it's the it's it's the trump card. Ricky Carmichael never lost an outdoor championship that he competed in all the races. Fair enough. Every he single still time, have seventy-two Supercross wins. The, the other guy has seventy-two. Well, I, I'll take uh, I'll take RC's. Um, was he at fifty or 49, 40, 48 Supercross wins? Something like that. And he's just, he's just shy of fifty. So I'll take I'll take Ricky's uh, like two thirds of uh, MC's record, and then I'll take uh, um, seven outdoor championships. I think oh one. No, 2000, 01, 02, 03, 04, 06, 05, 06, 05, 06. Yeah, so seven outdoor titles on the 125, on the 450s, and then 2000, 1998. Wait, he won, he won 99. So 99. This is great radio. Ricky Carmichael, 250 class, 125s and 250s. He won. 98 or 97 98 99 yeah he won he won nine outdoor titles and f- and five got, supercross titles that's pretty yeah, good he's got a pile he's got a pile yeah, he, that's fine yeah so i i, I think I, that's what I, I would give him the the edge that way um just as far as like dominance indoors and out and i think he had over 100 uh national wins and almost and 150 moto wins in nationals so that in and of itself um, I think it should just be like there's like what else, like what else do we need to talk about other than like if like if the 72 is the, is the only other argument then I don't know really what to tell you but uh, as far as high points considered this weekend um, are there any uh, like privateers that kind of jump off the pages you think that uh, that might uh, get get up into the mix a little bit and up into the mix I mean more into like the 15th ish 12th 15th you know, I was looking for the entry list earlier today to see who was coming up, and I, I couldn't find it. So, honestly, I don't even know a privateer from the East Coast that might be jumping off the page right now. Um, and looking back through last year's results, um, you know, Cody Cooper went 8-10, but I'm not for sure if Cody Cooper's racing. Um, Nick Gaines went 12-19. Again, I don't know if he's racing. Likely, um, he's an East Coast guy. And that that team's from New York. Yeah, 3D Racing. Uh, oh, okay, that's right. He is with the 3D Racing team. So yeah, he could definitely be one of those guys that you know sneaks in there and finishes you know a ten to fifteenth place. Um, Benny Bloss is coming back this weekend. I realize he's not necessarily a privateer, but you know I've kind of got him in that eight to ten range. Or oh no, you know, I I'm gonna say top six. You think so? I think top six. Benny Bloss, okay. in private conversation, is confident rolling into this weekend. Like well, that's good. my like. If if you're playing fantasy moto, I think that uh, Benny Bloss should be on your team. If he if he performs poorly, I will own it. But I think uh, bold statement by for, for the rest of season. Uh, I think he's the best. He's the best rider on that team the rest of the season. 
Okay. I'll roll with that. Um, I've seen some pictures or some videos that uh, Rocky Mountain guys have posted, and I've seen some videos from uh, you know him down at Raynard's, and uh, I yeah, he looks good. He looks real good. Um, just being his first race back in, you know, I can't I can't go all in and say he's going to be you know top six, but you know I figured that eight to ten, you know, coming back in solid solid results. You know, everybody else has already got three rounds in they've got the you know the drive they're going but you know i hope i'm wrong because i i like benny yeah no i, I think he, he'll keep it together i think um east coast is sort of his game he's already been riding out that way he's, he's been training a lot and, and and from my from what i understand uh he was full basically he was feeling ready to go at hangtown and was asking his his doctors and his team manager and this that and let me race and they said no you need you need the other month so uh they basically just put him on ice and let him uh get the fitness up and get all the uh get the speed where it needs to be um and he he trains with a lot of fast guys down there so i I think he's going to be all systems ready to go um and and will be able to mix it up with the justin barshes of the world the cooper webbs of the world uh and i think that puts him ahead of, uh, of his two teammates except for of course i think on paper blake baggett is is the better of the two obviously uh he's got uh i think he's got moto wins he's got overall wins in the 450 class but i don't think blake is uh is, is firing at all cylinders i think he's still dealing with a wrist issue or it's more of a thumb issue um and uh yeah i think if you can't hold on in the 450 class that's not uh, a recipe for success um so yeah if the if the, if the championship Champion start started in uh, in high point. I like uh, I like Benny Bloss to to finish ahead of the rest of his teammates uh, on that uh, uh, Rocky Mountain ATV MC uh, KTM team for uh, the rest of the season. So uh, just a little tidbit from me. Of course, if I'm wrong, I'll totally eat it. But um, yeah, that's that's just what I think on on Benny. And like I said, I hope you're you're not wrong. I mean, that's I like Benny. Um, I like all the guys on that team. That's just a solid group of guys on that team. Um, you know, I like Baggett. I really like Bogle, but Bloss, you know, just kind of being more of a Midwest guy. It's, you know, it's awesome to see him doing good and succeeding. I love it. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do podium, uh, prediction for 250 and 450s, uh, starting with the 250 class. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first on the 250s. Ed. Um, like I said earlier, I've got, um, AC Cooper, and I've got a big question mark on this one. I've either got Alex Martin or Dylan Ferrandis. There you go. Those, and those are kind of my bubble spot guys. Fair enough. So I'll give you my podium. It's going to be AC with uh, – I'm thinking he, he wins both these races this weekend. I, I don't know why I feel like he's going to be that fast, but I think he's going to uh, assert his will um, and take home the uh, the first overall. I think second place is going to be uh, Justin Cooper. Um, he's just been that fast. He's, he's like No one else has been able to really hang with him. And uh, honestly, for whatever reason, I think that uh, the kid – out of Oklahoma, Colt Nichols is going to be who's going to round out your podium uh, in the in the 250 class. He's been fast this season. Uh, he likes the East Coast dirt. He's probably uh, he's probably not going back to Oklahoma this summer. He's probably staying out in uh, in California. But uh, I think he's he's like the I think he's going to have a, himself a great weekend. So uh, that's just 
where I'm thinking. Uh, and as far as 450s go, I, I think it's going to be uh, Eli Tomac at the front. Um, his starts have been pretty good. He's shown his fitness. He's shown speed. Uh, as long as his goggles aren't uh, malfunctioning, he should have. Uh, he should probably have the points lead right now. So uh, yeah, I think Eli Tomac takes it just ahead of uh, of Ken Roxon and uh, rounding out your podium. And he's currently third in points. Got to be Zach Osborne. I think he's got he's got the stamina, uh, and I think he's got something to prove. So um, yeah, rolling into uh, WW Ranch next weekend, uh, I, I think uh, Zach Osborne is going to round out my podium here this weekend in High Point. That's- Solid pick, and honestly, I completely forgot about Zacho when I was doing my picks. So, um, I I would like to have a redo and take the same three that you have and put Muskan back. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I'm glad I was able to sway it based on my uh, my uh, my reasoning. But yeah, like honestly, all those guys from the Baker's Factory, they're all. Like, Totally legit dude. That's why they're there in the first place. I just think that uh, Zach has a little bit more rolling right now. Like obviously he had a huge shaky start to start off a Supercross season, but I think the uh, the shoulder injuries and rehabilitation have to be totally behind him. Um, and, and I think he's just dealing with a, a ton of fitness and uh, a lot to prove. And uh, honestly, um, honestly, I, I'm not I'm not a lot to lose. Like it's sort of. The, the abbreviated 450 uh, debut has sort of allowed him to sort of fl- fly under the radar. Uh, he's not getting a ton of uh, attention, uh, even though he's currently third in points. So uh, I, I think that uh, that's a smart pick. Um, who uh, out of the, the, like, just going Baker's Factory guys, uh, you think you think Marvin fourth, uh, and then uh, Webb and Anderson fight for fifth? Um, yeah, that, that sounds fair. I just... I could probably see Webb sneaking ahead of Anderson on this. I I haven't seen enough out of Anderson this summer to to impress me. Um, I'm just honestly kind of waiting for the wheels to come off. I don't know. I just I just don't feel like he's going to have the season that he hoped that he would have. Fair enough, and I, I I think that's totally legit. I think uh, there's there's more than a few reasons why uh, he probably won't be uh, writing home about this particular season. But uh, um, yeah, like, the reality is there's a ton of talent in both these classes, and uh, and like someone's got to end up uh, in those spots. So uh, I'm excited for this weekend. Um, will you be uh, getting your throttle therapy during the the motos this weekend, or will you be able to uh, to watch on the app live? Uh, rather than staying away from your phone until you're able to watch them? I will probably be watching on my phone in between moto sessions. There you go. Hey, I like that. I like That's that. That's my Absolutely. goal. I'll, I'll be doing the same thing, but I'll, it'll be between Canadian motos up here in uh, Minnedosa, Manitoba, where uh, uh, McNabb Valley Raceway is hosting round three of uh, the Canadian Nationals. The, all the boys are starting to roll into town uh, tonight and tomorrow, and uh, on Saturday I'll roll on up to uh, the track and uh, and watch uh, watch those guys make it look a whole lot easier than I'll make it look. Um, my original plan this season was actually to be able to race this race, um, but uh, the shoulder injury I sustained six weeks ago, um, just finally getting back to 100% now, uh, basically put me behind the eight ball to do any riding and, and pre- preparing for that. So uh, that's something that maybe I'll, that'll have to be a 2020 goal. But uh, yeah, um, we'll, we'll, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I really want to get up there to a Canadian round. I've, 
I've probably watched more Canadian moto races in the last 10 years than I've watched AMA motos. And I just, I, I love the trains. I love the tracks. I love You'd love everything. This, track. Of, this is, this is, Minidosa is a track that you might need to just drive on up here uh, for, for a, a groom session. Like, it is that good. Big yeah. jumps, they, 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 they catch you, like, it's, it's not, like, it's, it looks like a big jump, but, like, you barely even feel like you left the ground, because you're just, like, it, it, it's a really, really well-built track. They, they do an awesome job in McDowell Valley. One of these days, I'm just going to have to make the drive up there. Do it. Right on, Matt. Well, I really appreciate you making the time on the podcast. Of course, if you're not already following M. Weller 572, you need to go ahead and do that, as well as uh, MX Rehab, which uh, Matt goes ahead and uh, and and saves a beautiful mo- or not so beautiful motorcycles and makes them into beautiful motorcycles. And also, if someone hasn't already done so uh, and, and snagged it away from you, I believe you have a motorcycle for, for sale. Yeah, I've got uh, I guess a couple for sale. Still got my um, Scott Chic build '97 uh, CR125 that I'm looking to rehome, and then I'm just about done with this Damon Bradshaw replica that uh, I would like to find a new home for it as well. And then I can uh, put those funds toward the next four builds I have set in here. So. Jeez, always something new over at MX Rehab. Looking forward to the photos, looking forward to uh, to the creations that uh, roll out of your garage on a regular basis, Matt. Um, but yeah, for now, we'll uh, we'll cut it off in a, in a couple seconds here, but I really appreciate you coming on. Of course, I appreciate you having me, Brad. Cool, man. Well, don't hang up just yet. Podcast sake, let's cut it off right there.